Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, my God. Here we go. WNRQ. Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Howdy, hi, and welcome in to the Josh Innes Show. Josh in battle today. Good morning, friends. On this Tuesday, it's a two for Tuesday. What's shaking, Battle? It's a chilly two for Tuesday. Well, I mean, Jeez, it well, was cold this morning. Yeah, but it's actually getting warmer. Like this week, it's going to get warmer. It's been cold. I mean, is it any colder than it was the last couple days? I mean, it's uh, been cold. When I left my house, it's uh, on the, the the thermometer on my truck. It said it was 17 degrees. It was nipply. Yeah, but there's no way it was actually 17 degrees outside. I don't think it was, but the, the thermometer told me 17, so I'm going to go oh, with that. God. <laughs> Good. That's what it is. The I'm thermometer no, I'm, said I'm it, no, so I'm it's no, true. I'm uh, no Leland or Nikki D, so I can't really tell you. I just go by what the, my truck tells me. So. Fun fact is they can't tell you either. <laughs> Bless their hearts. Uh, but uh, anyway, glad you guys are with us today. Uh, we got two first to get to, so, uh, well, hell, let's do it. Let's get rocking. You want to hear some Aerosmith, back-to-back Aerosmith on this two for Tuesday? Good. You got it. Sweet emotion on 105.9 The Rock. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock, back in the saddle again. It's Aerosmith on a two for Tuesday. A monumental upset in sport just occurred as Saudi Arabia just beat Argentina in the World Cup. How great of an upset was this? I will tell you that in a few minutes. I'll give you some more details on it. But this is a monumental upset. Even if you don't care about soccer, and I bet a lot of you don't, and that's fine, but just the the magnitude of this upset is gigantic. And I'll tell you more details on that in just a few minutes. Uh, that's coming up right here on The Rock. 105.9 The Rock. The Josh Innes Show. 105.9 The Rock welcomes two icons for one night only. Billy Joel. This is my life. And Stevie Nicks. May 19th at Nissan Stadium. Want to be a big shot at the show? Big shot. Head over to 1059therock.com and you could win tickets, a hotel stay for the night, and dinner at the W Nashville, and black car service to and from the stadium. Be a big shot and see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks only at 1059therock.com. 1059 The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock. Who are you? It's The Who, Josh and his show. What's going on? So I know a lot of you uh, aren't World Cup people. Maybe you are. I don't know. Maybe I'm making an unfair assumption about a lot of you. Uh, But World Cup is not something I'm going to sit here and dive deep into. But this morning, there was a monumental upset. Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Now, I want to give you some numbers to put into perspective how monumental this was for you degenerate gamblers like myself. And even if you're not a degenerate gambler, I think you can grasp how big of an upset this was just based on the betting odds. So, for example, Saudi Arabia going into this game and into the tournament had the worst odds of actually winning the World Cup, plus 50,000, which means for them to win, you bet 100 bucks, you win 50,000. Okay, fine. Argentina 
had the third shortest odds to win the World Cup, only behind France and Brazil. All right, so they're one of the top contenders to win the World Cup. In this game on its own, Argentina was a minus 675 favorite. What does that mean? That means they are a massive favorite. That means you have to bet $675 just to win $100. This is Tennessee versus uh, South Carolina level of favorite. Remember, Tennessee was a 22-point favorite in that game against South Carolina. This is kind of a a soccer equivalent to it, sort of. Uh, Saudi Arabia was plus 1,900 underdog. Now, what does that mean, all right? Plus 1,900 means... You bet 100 bucks, you win 1900 They were a massive, 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 massive underdog. Mm-hmm. And they were losing at one point in the game, which would indicate to me that they were probably at one point like 4,000 to 1 odds to win the game at some point. If I had to guess, maybe even longer than that. And Saudi Arabia won the damn game. Nobody in the world would have picked that. And this goes down as one of the great monumental shocker slash sports upsets in the history of certainly of the World Cup, and you could argue in all of sport, one of the great upsets in history, like a Buster Douglas knocks out Mike Tyson type of upset thing, which is wild. That is the worst team in the world, arguably the worst team in the World Cup, beating one of the top three teams, a team that has a legit chance of winning the World Cup. That is wild. Wow. All right, Josh Ennis Show, Black Crows on the rod. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock. She talks to angels, black crows, Josh in a show. See a story that somebody set a dog on fire in South Nashville? There's a uh, dark place in hell for that person. Yeah, that. uh, but the dog is alive. Oh, good. The dog is alive, not doing particularly well, but Metro Animal Care and Control uh, has this dog, Diamond, a young, uh, petite young bully mix. Oh. Uh, she's barely able to open her eyes as scabs and open wounds cover her face and ears. Uh, but the dog is alive, and they're searching for the person who did this. Uh, I, if I found this person, I would kill this person. I, this person deserves death, whoever sent this dog on fire. Uh, this person should be just have their head smashed into the pavement. Uh, just a dreadful person. They said... Uh, uh, they were told that there was someone seen walking with Diamond who then set her on fire. Like, and then this individual ran off, and they're uh, looking for leads. There's apparently video footage of it happening as well, so they're looking for any answers. So somebody in South Nashville walked this pit bull and then set this dog on fire. I just don't see how somebody could do that to a well, dog. Well, they're terrible because, people. And, and they, dogs and animals in general show you the most love and affection. Uh, of course, but people are awful. Like, we, we say that. You say you can't believe it. When you see the nasty stuff and the terrible stuff people do, mm-hmm. um, then I, like, I, I can believe anything anybody can do because people suck. It's hard you know, people say, hey, Josh, why do you like animals more than people? Uh, why don't you care more about people? Because people suck a lot of the time. I've never met a dog. Now, dogs do, I mean, they're dogs. I mean, Mm -hmm. dogs do things sometimes that are bad. I understand that. Uh, But people can control whether or not they do bad things to other people or animals. 
And uh, if you set a dog on fire, you're a, you're a loathsome human being. And I, honest to God, I just wish somebody would put a, a gun to your head and blow your brains out. If we're being honest, if, are we being honest? Are we in the trust tree? If somebody sets a dog on fire, actually, you know what? I take it back. Set them on fire. In like, the town just, square. Like, here's what I No, I, not even that. I, no, I just want, I want to get medieval on people who do stuff like this. I'm like, eye for an eye. You set a dog on fire, friend? You know what I want to have happen to you? I want your ass set on fire, and I want you burned alive, brother. That's what I want. I'm not trying to get all dark on on you here, but I want people to get medieval on their asses when you set a dog on fire. You're, I mean, you're dreadful. So uh, that's what I want. I want that they, when they find this person, I believe that sometimes we should get really archaic with our punishments of people. Find that person, set that mf on fire. That's what I'd like to see you do. Josh Ennis Show. Uh, we'll get some news, some more news coming up in just a bit right here on The Rock. The Josh Ennis Show. 105.9 The Rock. <laughs> WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh Innes Show. Yeah, on 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Howdy, friends, and welcome in to the Josh Innes Show. It is Josh in Battle today. Glad you guys are with us on this two for Tuesday. It is also the uh, anniversary of the Kennedy assassination, one of the great conspiracy uh, theories of all time is the Kennedy assassination conspiracy theory, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone battle? No. No. What do you think it was? I think it's either the Illuminati or the Mafia. The Illuminati or the Mafia. Now, do you have a reason for either one of these or are you just saying things? I've I've watched the YouTube videos where like didn't he like he was in debt with the mafia or something along those lines I believe. Well, there's a lot of different stories about that uh, about just different stuff involving yeah. Kennedy. But man, I used to listen to Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell, and then then after that George Norrie. And the Kennedy assassination shows were some of my favorites. Like, you'd listen on this day, you'd be driving around at midnight. It'd be creepy just listening to them break down the Kennedy assassination, talk to different conspiracy theorists regarding the Kennedy assassination. So I, um, I'm i a Kennedy assassination, um, I wouldn't say connoisseur, because I don't know all the ins yeah. and outs. Like, there's JFK and the mob. There's JFK... And the CIA, and there's JFK, and what about Marilyn Monroe? Did that have something to do with it? There were so many factors in all of this, but it is certainly fascinating. Who do you think did it? Lee Harvey Oswald. And honestly, I think he did it himself. I just think he was kind of a rogue dude. No, uh, now, no motives behind it. Well, I mean, he obviously well, had well, a motive. Well, he had motives, but, but not, not like Illuminati or no. mafia behind it. Be no. like, hey, we need to go do this, you know. J. Edgar Hoover. Uh, no, I just, like... I think we all want to believe that things are a grand conspiracy, and we all want to believe that there's something bigger impacting all of this because it sounds sexier that way. Like, we've all watched the the, the Oliver Stone JFK in the back and to the left and all that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to tell me that maybe there was so, somebody else involved in it, maybe... But I don't know that I like I don't believe that that it was a patsy situation where this dude was being used by the government to kill Kennedy or used by Republicans to kill Kennedy or the CIA or J. Edgar Hoover or whoever to kill Kennedy. I just I think he wanted to kill Kennedy, basically. 1059 The Rock. Here's what's in the news today. 
you should know on the Josh Innes Show. All righty, Battle, what do you have? If Nashville gets our dome, they already have their first confirmed big, gigantic event for the dome in Tennessee. How's that even possible? Uh, well, WWE has announced that, hey, if you get that dome, we will hold WrestleMania there in 2027. How about that? You'll get WrestleMania mm-hmm. with a new dome. How about that? They uh, WWE officials confirmed it. Hey, if the dome gets built, we will bring WrestleMania. And just just kind of like a little lay of the land, the impact of WrestleMania, like hosting it. Yep. Uh, WrestleMania is seven nights in a row. So there's like something going on every single night leading up to WrestleMania, and it's All a two-night right. event. All right. uh, it reaches one billion homes in 57 countries. That doesn't matter to people in uh, Nashville. It, yeah, it, it's the number one most followed sports brand, so everybody follows it. Okay. And when it came to Dallas last year, it brought in 206.5 million economic impact and 156,000 people were in attendance over two nights. See, that's more important to people than, hey, there's a bunch of people watching. Now, I get what they're trying to sell, which is, hey, all these people across the the, the globe will see your city and they'll want to come visit. And maybe there's some merit to that. But people want to see actual dollars and cents and they want to see true impact and they want to know the kind of revenue that's generated from this for the city and they want to see the kind of tourism that's generated for the city. So, yeah. uh, and I'm not doubting that there is some impact for that and, that and that's why you build this dome because you want to bring in more big events. You would not get WrestleMania more than likely if you had Nissan Stadium, although they did get SummerSlam, which is the second biggest event mm-hmm. that you're going to have from WWE. So uh, maybe they would have gotten it anyway, uh, but this dome is going to bring in these events, it's going to bring in Final Fours. It's going to bring in Super Bowls. I believe they'll get multiple Super Bowls. Uh, I mean, look, if Indianapolis got a Super Bowl, then this city, which is a far more interesting, fun party town with now a brand new stadium in a couple years, uh, this place will get multiple Final Fours, multiple Super Bowls, all the big concerts in particular in the winter time when most concerts can't, you know, these big stadium tours can't come here mm-hmm. uh, because uh, there's no roof. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to be uh, very beneficial. Uh, to the people of Nashville. Yeah, and they said that they plan, once that dome is done, they'll have WrestleMania and other of their big like marquee events inside that dome. So as it'll well. be a big deal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quote Wizard has a, a list of the worst cities with the worst potholes in America. Well, I've lived in a couple of them. The potholes here, when they're potholing, suck. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the outlying areas are some of the worst potholes ever, like everywhere you turn. So it's obviously got to be in places where it's cold because mm-hmm. the, the the cold and the snow generate these potholes or help the potholes along. Uh, give me number one. Nashville, Tennessee. Well, they weren't lying. And Philly was number four. <laughs> so I told you, I've lived in two of the worst pothole cities ever, man. It, it Fs your car up, and it feels like your pothole takes forever to get filled. Oh, like, that, like, oh No matter yes. what, you're always seeing somebody else's potholes getting filled. You're sitting there like, why is my pothole not filled? And mm-hmm. every day you hit that same damn pothole. There was one forever that was on uh, Lebanon, uh, Lebanon Road there, and it was just... Every day, it was I think it was right out in front of where they're now building the. Uh, there's a, a Popeyes that's almost uh, ready to open. Yes, uh, there's a Popeyes they're about to open uh, right there in uh, like that Don, like in between Donaldson and Mount Juliet and that kind of little area. Yeah. And there was a pothole there, 
Every day I'd hit that damn thing. It never and – then, and then one day it was finally gone. But I felt like every other pothole got filled except that one. And everybody knows that feeling when you think your pothole is the one that's not being filled. You know that life. Mm-hmm. You've also, experienced it. Also on the list, like you said, cold places, Spokane, Washington, uh, Yakima, Washington, and then uh, Seattle, Washington. Yakima. Yakima. Yakima, Washington. Yakima, uh, Washington. There, there you, you go. go. There's your top five. All right, Josh, in a show, two for Tuesday. How you guys doing today? We love you. We appreciate you. You got a short week? That'd be pretty badass. It is Thanksgiving, after all. Touch me. It's the doors on the rock. Come on, come on, come on. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Josh Ennis show. Hello, friends. Looks like another student in Nashville popped with a loaded gun at a school. Is it a high school? It's a high school. All right, so we'll get to that. And, uh... Battle's kid, uh, Liam, got to see Wakanda Forever. We'll get a review on Wakanda Forever from Battle's kid. We'll do that all coming up on The Rock. The Josh Innes Show. 105.9 The Rock. Until it sleeps. sleeps. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Until It Sleeps. Metallica. So what did your kid think of Wakanda forever? First of all, I'm, I'm glad that you waited till the second or third weekend to see it being that you're white. And based on the internet rules, white people were not supposed to see Wakanda forever in its opening weekend. You did good. Five gold stars for you. Hey, there we go. Uh, so we went in yesterday. It was 135 yesterday at the NCG in Gallatin. There was hardly anybody there. So I was like, okay, this is good. Five-year-old taking him to see Wakanda forever. It was like two hours and 15 minutes or something Why the like hell that. are these superhero movies so long? Like, why? It's, it's almost like people, it's like a, a D-swinging move to make the longest movie possible. I don't want to sit in the movie theater for three hours watching a movie. So uh, tighten it up a little bit. Yeah, it, it was pretty brutal. So I was sitting there with him in there, and uh, we left the movie theater at like four something after it was all said and done, right? Yeah. So I get in the co- we're we're in the movie theater, and he's like, "Where's Black Panther?" And I was like, "Well, it, Black Panther's coming soon. Like it's it, he'll show up on the screen." You know, I well, thought. Well, you said so. You so when did your kid ask about Black Panther? Like thirty minutes into the movie. Okay, got. Because Bla- spoiler alert: Black Panther's not in the movie well, until. Well, the, also, fun fact, the actual Black Panther is dead. Correct. Uh, but the, the the person that's playing the new Black Panther shows up at the end, right? Okay, got it. So the entire time we're sitting there in this movie, where's Black Panther? Mm-hmm. Where's Black Panther? And he brought his little Black Panther action figure. Yeah. And he's asking. And then he's getting tired and restless because the movie's long and it's telling the story about how so-and-so is trying to get to become the new Black Panther. Yeah. Let me tell you, not a movie for a kid to go well, see. That's my problem with superhero movies, and and I don't watch a ton of them, but I think they try too hard. Well, they try too hard to be legitimate, uh, critic-friendly movies instead of just making superhero movies. Nothing wrong with making a good movie. There's right. no crime in that. My problem is these movies are try-hard movies now. They're trying to be something they're not. Just have some action, have some fun, and let people have a good time at the cinema. And there. let me tell you, like, I mean, it was a good movie. But there wasn't, like, it took a little bit to get to the action, and he was getting restless and tired, and then he wanted to go take a nap, and then he started running down because we sat in the handicap seats down at the bottom front row. Yeah. So he was running back and forth, and he was getting restless, and then finally Black Panther came out, and he's like, that's not Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Uh, so that's a that's the movie review from yeah. uh, your kid. Hey, that's not Black Panther. Yeah, that's what he said. And he went home and watched the uh, the first Black Panther on TV. And he's like, "That's Black Panther." Yeah. So now you know. Yeah. So be prepared. Although I don't know if we have a attend Wakanda Forever audience. Um, I'm not sure on that. Yeah. I don't I'm know. Not. I'm not sure that our audience on the Rock here is is going to be beating down the doors for that one. I don't know. It's just a just a hunch. I don't know. Josh Ennis Show and ACDC. Got this one for Steve. He's in Mount Julia. Thanks for listening, brother. You shook me all night long on The Rock. What what is this story now uh, with uh, the kid with the gun at the school? What is this? Yeah, so it happened at Hunter uh, Hunter's Lane High School. It was a freshman. Okay. Um, what happened was they brought a they were being charged with bringing a loaded gun to school. It was yeah. a twenty two that they found in a car glove box where the kid went to school in. Yeah. Uh, he rode there with somebody. All right. Uh, there was a tip. Somebody said, "Hey, this guy has a gun. You need to check it out. We're letting you know." So so uh, a high school kid legally can a high school kid legally have a gun is he of age to have a gun a freshman in high school no no okay. yeah you gotta i think you gotta be is it tw- somebody will know i, I guess. think it's 21 for a handgun but 18 for a, like a rifle or okay shotgun, so i believe the, so the kid was not did not legally have the gun no so okay. it was his it was his parents gun he took it from the house uh, left it in the glove box when the cops got him and the gun he said that he brought it to school for protection yeah, they all say that. Yeah, I, I, I usually don't like narking people out, or you know, like. But what protection does a sixteen-year-old kid need that involves a gun? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, like, I, I'm fine with that because, like, generally speaking, I'm not someone who says, "Hey, go dime your buddy out. He's got a gun." Or you hear a rumor that a kid's got a gun at school. You know, alert, alert the authorities. But these kids are lunatics. So if I hear that someone's got a gun now. Again, it also depends. Like when I used to go to school, there would be dudes who would have shotguns in the back of the in the yeah, truck. They I mean, went hunting that they morning, went hunting, whatever. whatever. So, like, you would see that pretty frequently. But these kids are nuts. So, if I hear that some guy at school has a gun in his glove box and he's 16 years old, right? I'm like, I wonder if this kid's a little unstable. I'm going to reach out to someone and just make sure that everything's right. copacetic, that everything is fine. Because my guess is his parents didn't want him to take that gun. He just took that gun. Yeah. And you don't know what kind of intentions people have. So, generally, I'm not the type that would say, hey, this guy's doing something wrong. Let's tell on him. But what you don't want to know or be is the guy who hears that the dude's got a gun and you think, oh, there's nothing. And then that guy kills five of your mm-hmm. friends in a rage-filled incident in the school, and then you become a tragedy and a statistic. So I'm okay with that. But I also want to know, though, like when you – because we've, we've reported these stories numerous. It seems like it's almost every other week there's a kid with a gun at school yep. and it's for protection. I want to know, like, after the kid gets you know in trouble and he says, hey, it was for protection – I want to know why he needed it for protection. And if, let's say, somebody is bullying him, do they, like the cops or the school, turn around and be like, hey, look, 
we know you brought this gun to school. We know that this is what you're doing. Let's go after the kid that was doing the stuff that led you to that. But also, what could like? Let's just say he was calling the kid fat or something. Like mm-hmm. you know, like it would be one thing if a bully's beating the hell out of him every day and then leaving battered and abused and like uh, abused and literally was assaulting the kid every day. Yeah, it's another thing if there's just some jerk that calls you fat or calls you stupid or pushes you around a little bit. Well, that person may be a jerk, but he doesn't deserve to get a twenty-two between the yeah, eyes. Yeah, get plugged. So. So, like, I don't know what you can do. Like, the cops go, oh, this guy's bullying me. It's not really the cop's job to to go out and stop dudes from bullying other people. Right. Well, now, now, to be clear, like, if some guy, again, is committing assault, that's the cop's job. Mm-hmm. And it's not the cop's job to show up at school and tell some snot-nosed bully to stop messing with the other kid at school. They've got bigger fish to fry well, than that. What I'm thinking, though, is, like, when they do the interrogation with the kid that brought the gun to school, if he's like, hey, Jimmy's doing this, blah, 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 yeah. well, then the cops then go back to the school, and then the school administration then takes takes it from there. Not the cop coming back and be like... Look, Jimmy. We know that you're bullying him. We know you're doing this. Hey, we got it. We're going to take you downtown for booking. I I feel as if something like that that the school should then step in and be like, okay, what did what led to this kid bringing a gun to school for protection to prevent that from happening ever again? Yes, but for that to be warranted, that kid would have to beat the hell out of that kid every day, like beat him up, bloody him up a little bit. So I, I don't know, like. I don't like police getting involved in bullying at schools, and I don't know. I mean, look, people get bullied. It's never going to stop. That's a way of mm-hmm. life. Like we, you can live in this Pollyanna world where you're like, oh my god, they do, there's too much bullying, and we must stop. It's never going to stop. There's going to be jerks. People are going to mess with weaker people. People are going to mess with dumber people. It's just, you know, inferior people. That's just the way it works, right? What we should be focused on is getting kids mentally tougher. Where when they do get bullied, their first thought isn't, hey, I'm going to bring a gun to school and either shoot the place up or shoot the bully who's picking on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what we should be avoiding. We should be teaching people it doesn't matter what bullies say. And look, I'm an adult and I deal with it all the time and it sucks. You go to Twitter and you see the awful things people say about you. It sucks and it's hard not to get wrapped up in it. But part of what you have to do is get to kids. Like my dad gave the best advice on this. And, and every time he said, oh, I, I sucked at this or this guy's bullying me, Josh, build a bridge and get over it. And at some point, we just need to start telling people to build a bridge and get over it, right? And if, if this is the case where this dude was being bullied and he brought this gun for protection, like at some point, you're 16 years old, it's got to be like, hey, dude, grow up. You know, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but grow up. You know what? The dude's a loser who's bullying you in high school. And I know when you're a kid, it's impossible to see that in that moment because I've been there. You know, I've told you the story about the time that I was playing uh, like a high school baseball. I think it was like a middle school, almost in high school. And I, uh, I hit a, they hit a ground ball to me at first base. I had to come home with it to get the runner at the plate or we lose. And I airmailed it. I mean, I hit the bull. It was out, way out than the guy scores. And I went home and I just sobbed over this. I was just enraged over this. And I felt like it was never going to be better. Like, I felt like it was over for me. I am done. This is the worst moment of my life. So I understand when you're 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, when you're in middle school or in high school, it feels like the world is ending every single time something bad happens. So it's impossible for a parent to be able to say, hey, in 20 years, you're going to be a successful architect and none of this will matter. You don't hear that. But we got to get to a point where kids start to understand that, hey, just because some guy's picking on you and calling you fat, the next move is not to grab a gun and shoot your friends or shoot that guy. Yeah. You know, we got to get to that point. And by the way, most of the time that's not the case. These are isolated incidents, but we got to get to a point where these kids aren't going nuts and shooting up schools because they're different. 
Like, mm-hmm. at some point, yes, the bullies suck, but we have to start looking at the people doing the shooting and saying, what can we do to help these people get better as opposed to, like, bullies are going to always exist. Oh, absolutely. So yes. how do you fix yourself and be able to tolerate bullies and stuff like that? That's what we need to focus more on. But it's just easy to put out these campaigns and say, oh, bullies are terrible. we got to stop bullying. Yeah, that'd be a perfect world. It'd also be great if people stopped shooting each other. It'd be great if people were all fit and their BMI was perfect. There'd be a lot of things that'd be great if cigarettes didn't kill people. All that stuff would be great. But it's not reality. So you have to start focusing on the things you can maybe control over the things that you cannot control. Thank you for attending my TED Talk on bullying. All right, it's a two for Tuesday. You want a double shot at Tom Petty? Well, I can make that happen. Don't do me like that. You've got it on the rock. Here we go. WNRQ, Nashville. Broadcasting from the Moonshine Harley-Davidson studio. It's the Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. Nashville's classic rock. Howdy, hi, and welcome in to the Josh Innes Show. It's Josh in battle today. Planes, trains, and automobiles, that's what's going to be on the TV Thursday. Well, football's going to be on the TV, and then planes, trains, and automobiles. You were reading me a list of other Thanksgiving movies. Now, there aren't a ton of them. We consider Rocky a Thanksgiving movie because there's stuff that happens on Thanksgiving, and you know, Paulie throws the turkey out into the street but keeps the drumstick, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, there's I for, totally forgot that Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law is one of the most underrated comedies in the history of comedy. Son-in-Law is a brilliant movie, and if you disagree, I can't help you because it's brilliant. And the whole p- plot of the movie is she brings home Polly Shore for Thanksgiving uh, to try to keep her actual boyfriend from proposing, and then he pretends that they're getting engaged mm-hmm. and that they're married, they're getting married. Uh, that is a great movie. My God, Son-in-Law is fantastic. Old Mick Walter had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on this farm he had a kid with squishy, puffy cheeks. 105.9 The Rock. Here's what's in the news today. You should know on The Josh Innes Show. Steven Tyler PJs. Does it, anybody else like son-in-law? I need the son-in-law people. Text the word rock and uh, whether or not you love son-in-law to 64895. Son-in-law is one of my favorite movies of all time. Every time it's on, I watch it. It's perfect. It's got the, the coach from uh, Mighty Ducks, Jack Riley. He's in there. He's the opposing lawyer and my cousin Vinny. He's the dad that's kind of a dick. Then you got the old grandpa in there. And then you got Pauly Shore telling him to buff the wood. Nugs. And then you got hot-ass Kelly Kapowski in there. And then the hot chick that plays uh, the, the Rebecca, who I never remember her name, but she's hot. And then like I, I think her name's Carla Gongginolo or something. Some Italian-sounding name. Carla Cargalagalos. I don't know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a great movie. And then the fat kid Ham Porter is in there mm-hmm. from the Sandlot. Bring My it. God, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at the cast list for it. Yeah, you got a good one. And I think it's on Netflix right now. Have you never seen it? No, I've seen it. Okay. I was it's just been a sure. while since I've seen it. I, I just I, like the fact that you don't watch it once a quarter upsets me. No, I don't like, watch literally it. I watch quarterly. Encino Man. Encino Man's not as good as Son in Law. Like Encino Man's fine. Encino Man is not as good as Son in Law. Son in Law might be top five comedy of all time. All time. Encino Man's not an all timer. Yeah. Son in Law is an all timer. Son in Law, I'm going to go home and watch it now. You should go home After and you should day. watch it. 
Watch everybody. That's your homework assignment. Watch Son in Law. Yeah, it's, it's a Thanksgiving special. I think it's available there. You, I, you need to watch it because it's a great movie and it makes me laugh and it's just it's it's just goofy and it's awesome and it's wonderful and you should watch it. I've got multiple. I got texts coming in now. Yep, I love Son in Law. Of course, you should love Son in Law. It's one of the great movies of all time. Are you gonna go buy copies of that DVD to pass out to people? No, I think enough people have seen Son in Law. Not enough people have seen. You're referencing uh, the Never Stop, Never mm-hmm. Stopping pop star. Uh, that movie was seen by nobody, so I needed to spread the gospel on that. I think enough people have seen Son-in-Law. Uh, let's see. I agree. Son-in-Law is a great movie. We watch it every year, says Chris. Uh, love Son-in-Law. Great movie. John Denver playing in the Combine is where it's at. God, that's great. Billy Ray Cyrus, eat your heart out. Anyway, sorry. What do you got? So your hero is ready for all the haters. Talking about uh, Chad, Chad Kroger. Old yeah. Chad C. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So uh, last week they dropped their new album. Have you listened to it yet? No. No? I'll be honest. Probably won't. Uh, I'm here for old Nickelback, <laughs> yeah. so just go ahead and bring it on, brother. So if that tour ever happens, you want all the old stuff. You well, don't want any of the new Nickelback's stuff. Nickelback's not going to hose you and sing 20 new songs. They're going to go out there and sing the jams, and yeah. they'll sing one or two new songs. I'm fine with that. So uh, so they did release their new album last week, Get Rolling, and uh, a lot of people hate on Nickelback. Every- no way! Yeah. You don't say! I've everybody, never heard. Yeah, everybody hates on them. But Chad did say that uh, they joke about it all the time, uh, that they're ready for the world to hate us again. Uh, well, so good. I, I'm assuming yeah. that that could be a hint that maybe a tour is about to happen. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, we talked about this the other day that a tour is more than likely happening. That's what I'm so. saying. But when he when he said we're ready for the world to hate us again, I felt like that like solidified that hey, there's something about to happen with the old Nickelback. Well, good. Then I will be there. I'll be there with bells on, ready to rock. Front row. Uh, if they'll get me tickets, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pay for them. I work on the radio and I don't make enough money. They should be giving me free stuff. That's part of what I need. <laughs> to stay around in radio. I need free stuff based on the lack of money I make. And you're a writer. Front row tickets to these concerts. That's yep. your demands. Barry Manilow and uh, Nickelback. <laughs> you get me front row tickets for that, I'll love Complete you to the day you die. Complete polar opposite crowds. I'll love you to the day you die. What else you got? So uh, federal prosecutors have sentenced Todd and Julie Chrisley. Oh, boy, yeah. The, the, the defrauding people. Yeah, the Chrisleys know best. They, yeah. they, I think they still have their house here. Well, maybe they They obviously did. don't know best. No, they don't because Todd has been sentenced to 12 years in jail Damn. plus 16 months probation. Damn. And Julie will go away for seven years and serve 16 months probation. Well, that's, that's no good. They got just buried themselves. They're trying to live this lavish lifestyle. From what I gather... They just kept taking out loans mm-hmm. and using the other loans to pay off the other loans. Yeah, thirty million dollars. Yeah, that's they not, stole. Yeah, that's not a good. <laughs> and then they just never paid off the loans. No. So that's not that's not a solid strategy, guys. Yeah. Not good at all. They're going so. away for to jail for a very long time. So there you go. All right, Josh and his show and Ozzy. One oh five nine The Rock, Nashville's classic rock, Josh Ennis show. If you're going to watch Son in Law, you need to put the Charlie Brown Christmas or rather Thanksgiving special on right after it. Boy, I do like Charlie Brown. I fancy myself to basically be Charlie Brown, as we've discussed before. I'm a self-loathing uh, pessimist, and my dog's a dick. So where, where? Charlie Brown and Snoopy. What does uh, what does that make Jillian in the in the Charlie Brown equation? Uh, who's who's that one uh, chick that's uh, the real bitch? Which one is the she? The one with the dark hair? Yeah. What, what's her name? What, that's uh, what's her name? Is that Lucy? No. Lu- who's the 
Who's the Who's Peppermint Patty? Is it no? No, that's the that's the. Who, is it Lucy chick who, with the sandals? Who's the one that uh, offers uh, the the Who's the psychiatrist one with the brown hair that uh, this real bitch that always pulls the I, football? Who's I think the, it's Lucy. Okay, Lucy so Lucy Van Pelt. Okay, so Lucy. Jilly is Lucy. Yeah, Lucy Van Pelt. Because she's bitchy. So Jilly is Lucy. <laughs> pulls the football right from under you. Yep, all the time. And then there's Snoopy. That's that's old Luther. And then there's then there's me, Charlie Brown. Oh brother, I feel like I really relate to him. And um, there are others, of course, on uh, on the the peanuts. There's the smelly one, the smelly kid with the blankie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's was that pig pen. Do you have that? Yes. Uh, and then who's now? I'm getting I, I get into a debate with Jilly about this all the time. So who's the the girl in the green shirt and the glass? Who's who's the girl with the glasses? Who's who's? There's a girl that wears glasses. That, that I think she's a lesbian. Which one is she? I thought that's Peppermint Patty, the one who wears the flip flops. Is that is that who Peppermint? No, is that Peppermint Patty? No, I that's believe so. Who's the one with the, the the peanuts girl with the glasses? Is there a peanuts girl with the glasses? I'm looking it up right of now. Of course, there's a peanuts girl with the glasses. She wears a yellow. Mar- is her name Marcy? No. What is her name? She's uh she's she's got glasses and and uh, what the hell is her name? A uh, Marcy. She's Marcy. Okay. So there's Marcy. Is she the one? Oh, she's the one that like is in love with the kid that plays piano, right? Yes. Okay. I believe. No. Is she? I, think I did she, not know the peanuts as I well as I should know the I peanuts. I don't either. I just know Charlie and Lucy and Snoopy. Well, here's my question about this Marcy. Is Marcy blind? Like she carries herself like she's blind. Now she doesn't have a cane or anything or a stick, but she carries herself like she's blind with these glasses. Like she has no eyeballs, basically. She or no, she just uh, just giant white spots where her eyes should be. Is she blind? I'm gonna Google this. Is Marcy from? Uh, see, first thing that pops up is Marcy from Peanuts blind. I couldn't be the only person thinking that. Maybe she is. Uh, let's see. People have asked this question though. I'm not the only one. But, uh, but nobody says anything about this. So maybe she's not blind. Maybe I, I misread the situation. But I think she's blind based on those glasses. She wears her glasses like very, like it just looks odd. There's an oddness about her glasses. So I think that uh, Marcy is blind. I mean, everybody else has eyeballs, so. Well, um, I think uh, sort of. I don't know. The eyes on these things are very strange. Anyway, all that to tell you that, uh, yeah, I'll watch the Peanuts this Thanksgiving. Maybe learn a little bit more about them. There you go. The Josh Innes Show. 105.9. Here's your 105.9. 105.9 The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock. Rhiannon, Fleetwood Mac, how are you? It's Josh and Battle. Thanksgiving coming up Thursday. Uh, what is your turkey sitch? How do you prepare your turkey? Uh, we've tried deep frying it before, but we go with the old fashioned way of just throwing that bad boy in the oven. Yeah, I uh, we're, we're ordering one. We've ordered one. I forgot where we ordered it from. Some Cajun place, mm-hmm. and I think you just throw it in the oven the for lost a little Cajun? bit. It's, I don't. Was it the Lost Cajun? I don't know if it was the Lost Cajun. I know that we we've been to the Lost Cajun. They closed our Lost Cajun uh, in Mount Juliet. Uh, it might be the Lost Cajun. It's some Cajun place. And um, and so we got a turkey coming, and then I think we got some sides from some other places. Uh, but uh, I, I am not good at preparing turkey. I tried it one year, and I really did not do a very good job. 
so I'm going to trust it to people who know how to make a turkey. Yeah. I contemplated the Popeye's Cajun turkey. Oh, where it's like 20 uh, or 30 bucks and it's frozen already? Well, no, it's more than 20 or oh, 30 bucks. It? It's like 100 bucks. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's prepared for. I think the whole meal was 100 bucks. So, oh. like the turkey and the sides and everything was 100 bucks. That's totally worth it then. Then I, I didn't do that, though. I went with whatever Cajun place Jilly's got us going to. And I got desserts. I got a couple pies. And I got these from the the Hermitage Bakery. The people over there, they're good folks. Uh, they made a nice birthday cake, uh, you know, for my birthday a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So I went back, got some pies. So I got a chess pie and a pumpkin pie. I'm a little bit uh, disheartened that there is no sweet potato pie. So I might have to run to the store and purchase a sweet potato pie. Go to pie. the Walmart. Yeah, I don't want to battle those crowds. The crowds are nuts. Jilly went in there uh, yesterday. Uh, just, she had to pick up a few things, and it took her like an hour to pick up a few things yeah. at Walmart. People are crazy right now picking up their last-minute stuff uh, to get prepared. You know, there is one thing I will say. Like, I don't have, you know, like, a, like a, I don't have family here or whatever. Like, my family's not here. Most of them are in Louisiana. And, like, I see all these people that have these big family get-togethers on Thanksgiving, you know, like in the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, 30 people in the house, and, like, one group's over here talking. They're all talking. Hey, you're catching up. Like, I do kind of miss that aspect of the holidays. Like, I've moved around so much. You know, I've been in Philly and Houston and, and here and other places. And it's it's the part that I kind of miss about the holidays, not trying to, like, wax uh, uh, emotional here, but... Like, I do kind of miss that, hey, everybody's at the house, everybody's eating, we're all shooting the bleep, mm-hmm. you know, catching up on life. I miss that part of the holidays, because now, basically, me and Jilly are like Todd and Margot in Christmas Vacation. We're just two lonely dopes that sit there and drink wine on, on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot. Like, that is what we do. Like, my mom is like, why don't you come visit for Thanksgiving? I'm like, well, Mom, it takes 10 hours to drive to Louisiana. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. that. Well, why don't you fly? I don't know, Mom. I'm broke. I can't. I'm not going to spend 500 bucks a person to fly to Louisiana. My dad will ask the same thing. Josh, why don't you come down and have Thanksgiving with us? I can't, Dad. It just costs too much to do it. So, like, I, I miss that part of it. Like, I miss, you know, the, the group get the, the get together. Now it gets old fast. Yeah. But I miss the idea of the big family unit hanging out. And just catching up and eating food and watching football all day. Then, like in my situation, I had to go to multiple houses mm-hmm. because my mom is divorced from my dad. So I go to my dad's house, then I go see my mom. That's kind of how it worked. It worked that way for Christmas, worked that way for Thanksgiving, and it was fine. You got to eat multiple meals. Life was good. Now it's just basically me and Jelly sit there at home and uh, and we drink wine together and watch football and, and gamble like degenerates. Well, we did offer you the invite to ours. Yeah, but you're not like my family. I'm talking about family. family. I'm work family. There's no such thing as work family. I hate I, to break it, it to you. you there know what is happened? work family. There is no such thing. Work yes, family is. is a farce. You know what I've learned about work family? Work family fires you whenever it's time for you to go. Everybody I've ever considered to be, hey, here's my work family, that I get fired. So I don't have work family. I have buddies. I have friends. Now, there are people that I have become friends with that I consider family that I worked with. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, there's four people here. <laughs> there's nobody here. <laughs> Like, it's but, a very crappy family. Like nobody works here. So. Yeah, well, I mean, but I appreciate I, the I invite. Did, I did invite you and Jilly and Luther over to the house for Thanksgiving. I appreciated that. I do, but I think I'd rather sit there and just gamble all night on my phone and, and do that in my house. I could do that at your house, but then I'd have to talk to you. While no, you it. you would go outside. You can hang out with Liam at the fire pit in the back. Nah, I'll, TV's going to be on the porch. I'll pass. But it'll be pre- booze. I appreciate all those offers. But uh, no, I will be staying at home and eating my my ordered turkey from whatever Cajun place we ordered it from. But thank you. All right, Josh in a show. But I do. I kind of miss that. Um, 
that family, the camaraderie that comes with it. And then I'm never going to have that on my own because I'm not going to have kids. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm never going to get to experience that. Maybe I need to adopt a child, like an adult child or something, just to that, hang out with me. That's the solution. I'm going to adopt a 17-year-old to hang out and gamble with me. That doesn't sound weird at all. I think it sounds like a great idea. That's what it sounds like. 1059 The Rock, Nashville's Classic Rock, Josh and his show. It's Josh and Battle. So what is like the go-to side for you, like your number one Thanksgiving side dish? Ooh, macaroni and cheese. Really? Yeah. I, I, to me, you got to have the classics, right? You got to have a little green beans, little uh, maybe a little mashed potatoes. But I love sweet potatoes with like some marshmallows on oh, top. Solid choice. Those are really good. And rolls. I think we're making like some sweet cornbread muffins. Ooh, and some that cornbread good. muffs, baby, ready to go. Uh, but uh, yeah, a little Thanksgiving action coming up. Got to watch planes, trains, and automobiles mm-hmm. as per the tradition. Watch some football, some planes, trains, and automobiles. And now, now that I've been reminded of it, son-in-law, uh, need to watch that and uh, ready to go for uh, Thanksgiving. So, uh, and the good thing is, we don't have to prepare much. Everybody else is doing it for us. So that's the way to do it. That's the way to do some living, baby. All right, Josh Ennis show. You want some more rock and roll? Great news. I've got it for you coming up on The Rock. The Josh Innes Show. On 105.9 The Rock. 105.9 The Rock welcomes two icons for one night only. Billy Joel. This is my life. And Stevie Nicks. May 19th at Nissan Stadium. Want to be a big shot at the show? Big shot. Head over to 1059therock.com and you could win tickets, a hotel stay for the night, and dinner at the W Nashville, and black car service to and from the stadium. Be a big shot and see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks only at 1059therock.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.